Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Doing pretty well. Doing you, pretty well. Are you feeling refreshed? Uh, a little. A little, yep. So, Adam, uh, Adam, this week, this week, uh, right at, we, we did a podcast on Tuesday last week. He left on Thursday morning for New York, was there for how many days? Four days. Four days in New York, he caught comedy, uh, I, which I'm sure we'll hear about. He got to see some baseball. He went to a baseball game. I just want to know everything you got to do, man. What what were some of the highlights of the trip? Uh, so you're right. It, kind of the biggest thing I wanted to do, a, a, a thing I've been thinking about for a long time, is doing like a comedy trip up there, um, especially going to the cellar, to the comedy cellar, number one, and then trying to hit a few other, you know, popular places. And I did that. Um, I did, I, I saw three shows in one night in, in each room at the cellar, which was awesome. Um, saw, let's see the, the biggest people I saw Colin Quinn, um, saw Chris Stefano. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I, I saw uh, well, the biggest one was David Tell. I saw oh, that's cool. David Tell. Yeah. At the cellar at the village underground. It was so cool. Um, a bunch of people there were a bunch of good comics and comics that i wasn't familiar with before i got there um and and you know everybody was pretty good so that was cool um so saw all three rooms there saw went to the uh gotham comedy club was colin quinn any good yeah, he was pretty good. Was he? he? He wasn't bad. I just always think of him on being on Saturday Night Live and doing that whole. Like I thought he was, he was so. Dr- I don't know. I was never a big fan of him. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not really that much either. But he's kind of. You know, he's been in in comedy for a long time, and he's yeah. been. You know, yeah, he was on SNL, and he had his own show um, for a while on Comedy Central, and he's done a whole bunch of stuff, and I, he's, he's, I think, highly regarded among comedians. Um, Okay. I'll tell you who I think might have made me laugh the hardest, probably besides Attell, was Rich Voss. So I saw him at the stand, um, and he was – there were like f- I think four – I think like four uh, gals that went up at the stand the first night I was there, and he came up last – Okay. And he was, I mean, he's another guy that's been around for a long time. Never really, I think, blew up big, but he's kind of another guy like that that's that's been around for a long time. He's, I think, in his early 50s. And, um, you know, so he's been doing comedy for 30 years, and a lot of comedians really hold him in high regard. So, um, and he's friends with everybody. So, anyway, he was really funny. Um, and uh, I, I so I just saw a bunch of good people and and found a few new ones that I like and uh, so I, the last one I saw so I went to the stand I went to the comedy cellar I went to Gotham New York Com- Comedy Club and mm-hmm. then the last one so the last show I I went to was Gotham and then it was an early enough show that I had some time um, it was you know nine o'clock or something like that and I thought you know what I'm gonna go so. Right across the street from the cellar, the cellar has like three entrances, one for each of the rooms, or whatever, okay. and it's around the corner and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, four entrances actually. Um, but across the street from the cellar were a couple pretty pretty cool like little clubs that I saw that I was like not comedy clubs, regular like bars or whatever. And I was like, and one in particular caught my eye and and my ear because it was a it was an R and B club bar basically and they had live music every single night seven nights a week and it was like r&b soul funk that kind of stuff and i'm like and i you know it's my favorite r&b is my favorite and and so uh going to the shows at the cellar all night one night i could i heard very easily you could hear it a mile down the street yeah the live music that was going on i mean they're Live band playing Jodeci, playing yes. every I mean, just all the all the hits from the eighties and nineties and oh my god, some some really good stuff. And uh so anyway, I get out of the Gotham uh show and I so I catch the I figure out how to get there, catch the subway, get back up there, and I stand in this little line. It was only a couple people uh waiting to 
get in and get a seat. And I get up to the front of the line and the guy goes, how many? And I say one. And because that's what I, I was one the whole time <laughs> by myself. And that's uh, the looks on some of the comedy clubs faces like, Ugh, okay. Yeah. You know, well, we got to sit um, this dude somewhere. Yep. Got to sit this dude with a party of three with an extra, extra seat at the table. So anyway, uh, guy says, we don't have a bar. Like there's no like individual seats at a bar. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. You have any tables for one? <laughs> nope. No tables for one. Sorry. You, kick, you got you got the old boot, huh? I just was not allowed to go into this <laughs> the coolest bar I've ever I don't ever want to go into any bars or any clubs ever. But this one has like the only one I've ever seen that has like live R and B music that I'm loving from standing outside. I'm I was just standing out there for a while, just trying to decide if I even wanted to go in or if I just wanted to stand on the corner all night <laughs> and, and watch it because I was ten feet away from the guy singing. Um, but it was so cool, but I, I was not allowed in. So I'm like, you know, I walk away with my tail between my legs. And, um, so I'm like, well, okay. So the, the night before, uh, when I was running around, uh, the, the corner there going to the shows at the cellar, there was a guy barking for another comedy club. So that's like people bark for generally smaller clubs and it's like young, like new comics usually. And they have to stand on corners down the street and give out flyers and coupons and stuff to try to get people to come to that club. So this guy tried to get me to go to a show there the night before. And I was already going to another show at the comedy cellar. So, um, that guy was there across the street again. And I saw him, I'm like, well, (laughs) I got rejected at the only place I really wanted to go. Let's give this so, a try. Yeah, might as well. I'm I'm here to see some comedy. So I went up to the guy and he he looks at me and he's he I'm like, all right, so what's what's the deal? You know, where's it at and all that stuff. So uh it's this place, you know, right down the street, right next to the cellar. And um he's like, All right, I gotta we only had a couple seats left like ten minutes ago. I gotta walk down there with you and make sure we still have seats. So it was like the time right at the time, basically for the show to start. So we walk, I walked down the street with this guy and kind of, kind of chatting and, you know, where are you from and how long yeah. you been doing this and stuff. Apparently he's not a comic. His girlfriend works there and he's doing that for her. Just wow. That's nice. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I, I, I get in, first of all, I was always under the impression they like, cause I know some places they'll, like if you're the comedian and you you get like you sign your name on the back of these flyers that you give people and if they take the flyer to the show they get an extra dollar or whatever yeah, or they get yeah. stage time for however many people you like oh, if okay. you bring five people in you get you get to go up on stage at the end of the night at two thirty in the morning or something like that so I thought that's how it worked and for because I watched TV one time and, it's, <laughs> and that's what they that. said on TV so <laughs> so that's not how it worked it was 20 bucks and they took me down in this dungeon that was pitch black except oh, for the spotlight <laughs> it was a little tiny room crammed in and uh you know they sat me at a table with a uh, a young lady and her parents and um, <laughs> there I was the fourth and uh and, and the show had already started so I'm walking through as as the first guy as uh is really going at it and did he let you have it for coming in late no no no. i was very lucky i only one comedian said anything to me while they were on stage oh so i i was sat in the rooms far enough away that they wouldn't except for at gotham i was in pretty much the front row yeah basically kind of like on the corner of the stage and across from me were two twins that were like probably 60 to 65 year old male twins <laughs> that's who i got sat with that's so it awesome those two me and uh so so every comedian was messing with the guys sitting right across from me at the same table yeah and only one said are you with these guys or whatever and they everybody kept calling them creepy guys and stuff yeah. like that whatever and uh they're like how about you are you with these guys and i'm like no they're like no no okay yeah you're not with those guys right and that was it. That was the end of it. Oh. So I, I, I avoided any, uh, good work. Yeah. I didn't have to feel like my face turned 200 degrees. Yes. And, no, uh, no crowd work was done in Adam's presence. That's right. awesome. Yep. So anyway, that was the, basically the comedy stuff. And then I did go to the Yankees game. The biggest thing there was, 
I rode the subway up there. I mean, I rode the subway almost everywhere there, and uh, the the subway ride up to the Yankees game started. You know, it all it started early. I got on the I got on the subway car, and I think I was the only one on it. When I got on it, a couple stops later, a uh, few more people got on, and there was a Mets fan that got on with his buddy. I think so. They were on the train. I didn't pay much attention to him, but the next stop picked up like a group of like five or six young Yankees fans, all dudes, right? And so as soon as they walk on the train, this Mets fan gets this big boost of energy. Guy is 600 pounds, sitting there with a, I didn't notice this until they started jawing back and forth, a an open, almost empty bottle of Jack Daniels, no cap, no yes. cap in sight. Just yes. didn't even bring the cap. Twisted the cap off before he left, threw it in the garbage can, said, I'm finishing I'm, this today. <laughs> I'm taking this with me on the train. I'm taking this lukewarm bottle of Jack Daniels on a hot, nasty summer day in New York. Man. So they as soon as they get on, the guy starts screaming about the Mets and go Mets and you know, and then he's trying to do the Yankees haven't won a legitimate championship in since the seventies with all the steroids and it I'm like, Okay, what a Oh my god, this is so dumb. And those guys are like letting him have it and it's all fun. You know, they're all they're they're not yeah, there's sure. no there's like no fight coming stuff. up. Yeah. No. But the <laughs> But they're they're messing with each other, and then the the Mets fan was just the most obnoxious. They're loud the entire time, way too yeah. loud, and so the Mets fan is just, you know, he he they they start asking him Mets trivia, and he's like try and he like the first question they asked him was something, and it was like he's he's acting, he's really like pouring it on, acting like he knows the answer, but he's like he's like oh yeah well no. No, because that because cause this guy played on that team and this guy this guy wasn't on that team because he came in a trade two years later and he's trying to like do yeah. that even yeah. like trying to get around the fact that he doesn't know the answer to the question no but idea. trying to make yeah. it look like it. So he's so finally so he's he mentions the name David Cohn. He's like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean David. It's either David Cohn or and then he names a couple other guys and he's like, but yeah, but wait a minute, but in in '93. This guy was there, but then, you know, and then he left and went to the Yankees, actually. And then, and then so eventually one of the guys is like, the answer is David Cohn. And the guy stands up like he got it right. He's like, let's go! And, you know, does all that. <laughs> like, he's like trying to take credit for an answer that he did not get, really. And so he stands up and he's getting all rowdy and stuff. And then the train, like, jolts a little bit and he just falls his 600-pound body <laughs> Falls into three people and falls onto the floor. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, I, you know, didn't spill his jack. I don't think, but he f- fell into this poor guy that was already on the train before this guy got on. I think, and he sat next to him, and this guy was in the middle of all this loudness and everything, and he's just like sitting there quietly with his headphones, and the big dude falls into his lap basically, and then onto the ground, and that guy was like. Oh my God, just shaking his head, gets up, walks away, walks over to the other end of the train. I'm like, oh my God, I feel you. <laughs> so obnoxious. And then, so get to the game, long line to get in outside. All that they have, they only have like three gates. So oh, wow. there's a long line at all of them. Um, I go around to the one, they've got security people kind of like at the Reds game saying, go to this other line. There's nobody yeah, there, yeah. you know. You have to walk almost all the way around the stadium, but so that's what I did, and uh, I get there, <laughs> super long line. Yeah. So um, I'm waiting for my buddy uh, anyway to meet me there, and so we he gets there, we get in this line, so it takes a while. So the game's already they're already like starting the second inning when we get inside, uh, but we find our seats. It's in center field in the bleachers where you know the 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 new the new yorkist people are exactly and uh you know there was a group of guys that were probably you know 19 years old or something in front of us and they were uh two of them they were all friends two of them were mets fans the rest of them were yankees fans so they're just going back and forth the whole time it was kind of funny they they said some funny things um but they were you know like standing up, not really paying attention to anybody around them or anything. So we were standing by sitting behind them. So it's like, all right, you're trying to, you know, find that window between shoulders, between hips and stuff like that. Um, But 
I ended up not even watching much of the game anyway because you just watch everybody around you. That's got to be at that stadium. The best people, some of the best people watching around has got to be there. And it was Mets Yankees, so like you know, ramped up even more Absolutely. than normal. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so so I think two people get kicked out from a section or two over. Um, you know, a lot the security people, the security guys for all the crap that they have to deal with almost all like real laid back and they were joking with people the whole time and stuff. Then it was time to kick somebody out and they just, you know, four or five guys go over and you pretty much know, it seemed like everybody's like, okay, yep. I went over the line. Here I go. Let's go. And people just walked out. They didn't have to wrestle anybody. They're just like, all right, you're doing, you, you know, you got to go, right? That yeah, is so yep, New York. Got to go. So, that is so New York. It was there. Um, that was funny, but yeah, I mean, it was cool. I wish I would have had a chance to really, walk around a little bit more and, and look at the stadium. They're not doing tours right now. I was trying to do a tour, not doing those, but um so I didn't get to see a lot of the you know, a lot of the bit in the monument park and all that kind of stuff. Um but it was still a cool experience just to just to go inside and see it and Absolutely. see a game in there. Yeah. And uh Francisco Lindor had a great game and I like him a lot. So that was that was good and the and the Mets beat the Yankees. There was uh, a, and the Mets had a no hitter going through six. Yes. Yeah. And that was it took me a while to realize that too because there was so much going on around yeah. me. Um but yeah, like once I think he got into like the fifth and you know, you could start hearing people say something about it and And then he gave up a bomb. Yep. <laughs> I saw Aaron Judge hit a you know, probably a, a ball off the handle opposite field and it went into the third row or whatever, which yeah. was a very weak home run for him, but a, a pop out to to shallow right for anybody else. Exactly. I mean that guy's a monster. it was funny. One of the last thing on this, it's so funny to see how big that guy is. And when my buddy and I were talking about it and he's a, the, the, my friend that went, went to the game with me who just moved the day after I got there, moved there with his girlfriend. So wow. it was perfect. Oh, cool. Um, so he is like six, three, you know, six, three, one ninety something like that. Great. He's in great shape. He's a basketball player, but he is a big guy to me. And he was mesmerized by how big Aaron Judge Aaron is Judge because is, Aaron yeah. Judge made him look like me. Yeah. And it was funny to see there was a ball to like shallow right center kind of, and he and Brett Gardner like almost ran into each other. Get you know, Boy, so they I feel were bad for Brett right next to each other after that play, and it was just so funny to see. It looked like Brett Gardner could like uh, give him a kiss on the belt or something, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> or something you know it was it was so funny to see those two standing next to each other <laughs> kiss on the back. <laughs> i don't know where that came from he was just like i don't know but i'm using that somewhere <laughs> i trust me i'll find a place to use i kiss you on a belt <laughs> any tall any real tall person you gotta tell right. him that you, no i don't know just anybody man you know i really like to kiss you on the belt <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, anyway, a cool experience overall. Um, spent spent one day just walking around for like six hours through Manhattan. That's cool. Um, that was yeah. That's one of my favorite things. I just I had nowhere. I I had no destination really. I actually that day I started at Madison Square Garden. I went from my hotel, started at Madison Square Garden. I wanted to make sure I saw it. Yep. Couldn't get in or anything like that. But and there's a lot of construction going on around there, so I didn't get the full effect really. But saw it. And then from there, just started walking, just turned when I felt like turning, you know, if I saw something that looked interesting down the street, go that way. It, but just, is it really around. just like a billion tall buildings all around you everywhere? Yeah. It's yeah. Um, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> did you go to Times Square? I did not go to Times Square. No. Did you go to the, uh, Twin Tower, uh, Memorial on the 4th of July, yeah. Oh, I went that's there. cool. Not, I didn't even plan it that way. I just That was the day that I had time to yeah. do that. And the, the night before, my dad texted me. He's like, man, you should try to get get over and see that. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I should. Yeah. So, yeah, I went over went over and saw that. Um, that was that was really neat. I mean, they've got the whole thing's a big monument yeah. and everything now over there. So, um, really cool to see. They've got everybody's names on a plaque, like around this giant, these two giant pools yeah. waterfall pools basically um so yeah really nice over there there's a museum i did not go inside but um a lot of good stuff over there 
so yeah and and i just walked around i i that was another day i started there and then from just walked around there for a little bit walked up all the way down broadway and you know all the stores and everything went into a few you know the basically the sporting sporting goods exactly. stores and stuff yep. the nike and yep. adidas and converse stores and all this but um other than that i didn't really go in a whole lot of places i just um just walked around and watched people and you know uh, did you have any new york style pizza three times i did that a boy that's what i would have done all different places or did you go to the same all, place all different places uh and, and so there was i lucked out man there was a I stayed the, the the little area around right around where I stayed was a little eh there was a little there was like a corner that was kind of sketchy everything else was okay but um but it was in a, in a decent part it was in Manhattan it was a, it was a decent hotel and right next door was you know New York has these bodegas all over the place and mm-hmm. it's like a little convenience store that you can go in and order food and there was a great place next to me. I went in there six times in four days. Nice. It was it was fantastic. It was called Tribeca Bagels, and uh, they had all kinds of breakfast food. You could get any kind of sandwich for lunch. You could get pizza. You could get anything. They had salads. They had a salad bar, or you could order like a salad. The guy made you behind the thing, so you didn't have to uh-huh. touch any of the other stuff. Um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, everything you can imagine they had in there, and um, – so it was a cool place. And, you know, I got, I, I tried to do like the late night slice thing, you know, a couple of yeah, times, like yeah. after I went to the comedy show, it was 1130 at night and I'd pop into one of those places and, um, got a, got a, got a slice, a New York, a New York slice, a New York slice of pizza. Hey, yep. I can't do the New York accent. That's pretty <laughs> slick, man. I like, it. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, Tribeca Bagels got four star, four or five stars everywhere. Yeah. I'd give it a five. Yeah, Canal Street in Tribeca, Lower Manhattan. Stayed on, stayed on Canal Street at the Sheridan Hotel. Uh, so shout out Sheridan, shout out, shout out Tribeca Bagels, shout out Aaron Judge, shout out Tribeca, Tribeca. That's awesome. Well, speaking of Aaron Judge, uh, one of the Aaron, best home run hitters in the game. Yeah, but he's not in the home run derby this year. So let's talk about the home run derby and see if we can uh, decide who is the who who we're gonna pick as the home run derby champion this year. And uh, I'll let you. Well, I'm how you want to do it. How you, how we how we're gonna how are we gonna choose this? Uh, let me first ask you: Are we betting something on this? Uh, do you want to? Let's do it. We won't bet. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's the hard part. We always we, we always say, okay, we should bet on this, and then we can never think of something good. But, right. Um, <clears throat> Why is Vladimir Guerrero not in this this year? Yeah, you would think. What he did last year was unbelievable. Yeah. Yep, I don't know. I, You know, you always hear that probably a myth that it messes up your swing. Guys come sure. off of it yeah. and have a tough second half or whatever. I, I, I don't think that's the case for everybody, but um, – Certainly it's happened. So, yeah, I don't know why Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is not in it. That would be cool. But this – I'll tell you what, Chris. This field is very impressive to me. Yeah. As far as home run hitters go, this has some of the best guys uh, with, with a lot of power in it. Um, Obviously, obviously starting off with the league leader, the, the current day's um, Babe Ruth and Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Um, he's leading all of baseball with 32 bombs. So he's the main attraction. Then Joey Galloway, Joey Galloway would be the next highest home runs on the year who just entered, I don't know, yesterday or today into this. He's got 23. Um, and then I got to start moving. my. Oh, Salvador Perez has 20 bombs. He's in it. Salvador Perez is a sneaky one, man. That's a, mm-hmm. He's a veteran, veteran guy, got some pop. That's a sneaky pick. Um I'd be impressed to see how that goes. Uh, Matt Olson is in it, and I'm struggling to see how many bombs he has right now. Uh, I'm looking him up, trying to. It's not working. Power hitter great. for the A's. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the other guy besides Gallo that just got in it today was Juan Soto. Everybody knows how Juan Soto hits. Juan Soto, um, Juan Soto is becoming one of the faces of baseball slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. And then you have Terry Mancini. Yeah, Trey. 
Trey. Did I say Terry? It's probably Trey. Um, it's probably how you say his name. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the guy who I think is a sneaky pick, not a sneaky pick, who might be one of the favorites in this, Mr. Pete Alonzo. Yeah, without question. Um, and I think the only guy that we didn't mention, unless you did, and I was blank, I was spacing out, is uh, Trevor Story. I did not say so, Trevor Story. Yep, I missed so Trevor Story. And I, Trevor I, think Story. I think that's everybody. We covered everybody who's in it. And I couldn't agree with you more. Pete Alonzo won it two years ago, the last time they had the home run derby. That's yeah. That was two, uh, that's I was talking about him and him and Vlad Guerrero Jr. put on one of the greatest home run derby shows in the history of the home run derby. It was it was fun. Um, that guy and he was the first because he he was a rookie two years ago. He was a rookie and he led the National League in home runs. I believe. Yep. That year. Um, first player to ever do that i believe pete alonzo is the first guy i think of to that i want to pick for this thing yeah when i look we've talked before on this podcast about how the you know exit velocity and uh and uh what is it launch angle yep the things that people are measuring hitters now by at least with for power i normally don't care about that and i think it's it's hurt some guys um, guys have focused too much on that stuff and, and they've, you know, become worse hitters. Generally, they might end up with a few more RBIs and mm-hmm. home runs and stuff like that. So whatever you decide you want to trade off, that's fine. But, um, I think in this case, this is where it, that stuff matters. That stuff I'll look at and say, okay, this guy, his average exit velocity is 93. The league average exit velocity is like 81, this guy can hit bombs, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was taking a look at that stuff. Pete Alonzo certainly intrigues me. Um, you have, uh, sorry, the other one, Salvador Perez, I think had, besides Pete Alonzo, has the highest average exit velocity this year. Oh, really? So, okay. Um, yeah, and, and I, I hate to, I, I love Salvador Perez uh, because he's great offensively and defensively and that's rare in a catcher uh and but i i hate to give him props because he just got the game-winning hit the other night against the reds um that's okay they lost again today we won the series the reds won the series probably should have swept but they won the series two two out of three games so it is what it is matt olson is uh matt olson and trevor story are the other guys who i think and joey gallo those guys have like the the their exit velocity and launch angles. When I was looking at those, have kind of the best pairing of those two things. Um, so uh, those would be like the top four or five guys to me. So which one are you taking? I'm gonna let you choose first, and because I I I know who I, I already know who I'm gonna pick. Let's write them down. <clears throat> All right, and so we can see. And then if it's if it's the same. All right. <laughs> I got real. I don't know how to spell this dude's name. So, all right, you ready? On the count of three: one, two, three. Shohei Otani. All right, you're taking right. Pete Alonso. Yeah, I got. Alonzo. I got Otani. I'm going to tell you, Shohei Otani is doing things this year. He's going to be the MVP, the Cy Young, the. Ev- he's going to win everything. Like yeah. if there's a, if there's a. If there's something out there, if they, if he could find something else for him to win for being as unbelievable as he is, that he'll win it because this guy is defies what baseball players are. When he came up a couple years ago, you're hearing about this and you're like, eh. Then he gets Tommy John, has Tommy John surgery, and you're like, well, that sucks. That's a big money bust right there for the Angels. And he has lived up to everything and more. He is the best pitcher in the American League. And the best hitter in the American League. Yeah, he really is. It's amazing to Ruth. watch this every night. Yeah, he's Babe Ruth. Yep, I I love keeping up. I, I used to keep up with baseball and and certain players all around the league much better than I do now. But he is a guy that is making me check almost every day. What did Shohei Otani? And so, a lot of times I don't have to check. I just get alerts. You get alert on it. Yep. I mean, Major League Baseball is embracing this guy for sure, and as they should. Um, I'm I'm gonna take Otani, um, just because of this is just as one. Of, it's a magical season, and why not just keep it, keep the magic going? I mean, the guy, the guy. What is he right now? Let's see. 
Uh, I was trying to see. I don't care about his ERA. I'm looking at it. I want to see everything's pitching here. I want that. I don't want pitching stats. Here we go, batting stats. So right now he is hitting. I think average would be first. There it is. He's hitting 279. He's got 12 stolen bases. He's got 70 RBIs, 69 RBIs. Oh, my God. 32 home runs, 18 doubles. This dude is a hitting machine. And then on top of that, he's 4-1 and one with a 3.4 ERA, and that's really just two games that he got kind of beat up in. But in 13 starts, he's four and one. He's he he's he was leading the league in uh, ERA for a, for the first half of the first half of the season. So he's obviously struggled a hair maybe since then. But I'm telling you, man, this kid's unbelievable. I I'm taking Shohei Otani. I love it. I love it. All right. So what's the bet, man? What are we betting on this thing? Ah, that's the hard part. Uh, let's do. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm terrible. We, we, we've done some we've, tough. we've made so many bets. It's hard to even think of a good bet anymore because I feel like none will, all bets will fail, fail in comparison to everything we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We might have to. We might have to uh, think about that for a couple of days. All right. and then we'll, surprise we'll, you. We'll surprise time. you guys with what the loser has to do. There you go. That sounds good. All right. So. Uh, yeah. So the next thing on the list, man, is you know probably one of our favorite things. Uh, the NBA Finals, my friend, is here, and Game One is over. Game Two is tomorrow night, mm-hmm. uh, so Thursday night. If you listen to this, it might be tonight, or it might have happened yesterday. When, depending on when you listen to the podcast, sure. but six us, years ago, yeah, six years ago, year. who knows? Yeah. But for us right now, it's a Wednesday. It's July seventh, and uh, Game Two is on July eighth. So Game One, Chris Paul comes out and has an incredible third quarter. Scores 30 points, nine assists. He's the first person since Michael Jordan. Or maybe it was they were the only two. It might be that they were the only two people in their very first finals game to have 30 and 8. Michael had 30, like 35 and 8 assists. And Chris Paul had thirty with thirty-two and nine assists. Yeah, Chris Paul did not score in the first <laughs> quarter, so he had after that three great quarters, especially that third quarter. The third he quarter, was he was fantastic. like six of seven and five of five of six from three or something like that. It yeah. was pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, so he was he was great as he has been all year, and especially in the playoffs. DeAndre Ayton has not. I mean, has shown. Not only has he gotten so much better in the last year but continues to get better and continues to play like this even in the highest pressure situations throughout the playoffs western conference finals nba finals had a great game the best thing was so the suns looked fantastic and they are playing the best basketball they have been playing the best basketball for the last month or two absolutely and they they ended up winning that game by 13 i think it was and they look like they're probably going to win this series, maybe in five. But the the best thing for me was Giannis, even just a couple of days before, maybe the day before, was like doubtful for that game. Mm-hmm. And then they upgraded him not too long before to questionable. And then I'm so I'm thinking, well, he's definitely out for game one. It sounds sounds bad. He comes out. He has a great game. Thirty-five minutes, twenty points, seventeen rebounds. He had a, a he had an unbelievable block for a guy with a hyperextended knee. Go from basically ran three quarter court to have a LeBron James esque uh, NBA Finals when when he blocked uh, Iguodala. Mm-hmm. It was that kind of come from behind breakaway fast break block. It was pretty slick. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I'm glad that he looked good. Um, you know, and then they have so many off days during this finals. Man. Yeah, I know. I mean, at least one day in between. A lot of times, two days in between. Especially with the travel back and forth, you're you get two or three days. I think they might even have a day that they're like three days off in between games, uh, because you have that two two one one one. So there's right. so much travel back and forth. So. Uh, he's going to have a lot of time to heal in between games and, and get treatment and stuff. So it seems like he's going to be at full speed. 
So that's a good sign because I didn't want to see the Suns just run away with this thing because Giannis isn't playing. If they beat them, even if they sweep them and Giannis plays and he's, you know, playing well and he he's, yeah. you know, relatively healthy uh, and so is everybody else, then I'm happy with that. Um, so uh, to me, it looks right right now. Certainly the momentum is, is in Phoenix's favor. Um, yeah. DeAndre Aiden, 22 points, 19 rebounds. What a – I mean, that's – he – what such solid minutes and and the best part uh, I saw it the other day zero turnovers mm-hmm. zero turnovers in thirty eight minutes yep for a center I mean that it's impressive he did it was it was very impressive he he's you know shoots the ball very efficiently because he gets a lot of stuff around the rim but you know he he, he you still have to execute those and you have to. You have to make shots and and finish against Giannis and Brooke Lopez uh-huh. and other guys that are just as big as you and and a little bigger maybe and a little more athletic maybe you know with with Giannis so with Giannis for sure um, he's been really impressive you know uh, and then they they they're still getting the good play from the Jay Crowders and the you know Cameron Paynes and and guys like that yep. so. Uh, oh, and we haven't even mentioned Devin Booker, who also had who had twenty seven tw- points. Who's <laughs> probably the best player on that team? <laughs> yeah, right. So, so, I so who, what's your pick on it then? What do you think is going to happen in these NBA Finals? You had, I mean, you picked Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Basically, we didn't have any. We never it was the same as this home run derby. We never chose anything to bet. But you, you are potentially winning this bet. You basically can just tell me to do anything you want right now because okay. I've lost. Uh, the bet. So, are you sticking with Milwaukee even though they got beat in Game One? Are you gonna stick with Milwaukee in this? Are you? What do you think? The way it looks right now, no. I mean, I would say one game though. One game, and Giannis was maybe not even hundred percent healthy. Yeah, but Phoenix is playing the way they're playing. It's it's it, it almost it almost might not matter who else Phoenix is playing right now. They're just great right now and yeah. and chris paul is a master basketball player and he's he just the the way that he gets shots off over bigger guys from 15 16 feet from mm-hmm. the basket i mean he's doing the side steps and stuff that every that the hardens and, and curries and everybody does from three point but he's doing those to get open to get a 16 17 step outside, off. Of, outside of the lane <laughs> yeah um and and it's you know he he does kind of a weird he's like bringing it around the side like you know outside his body and getting the shot up and stuff. It's it looks a little funny sometimes, but man, that guy shoots the ball great from mid range, and I love it. I love every second of it. I wonder if they can hand out doctorates. I, I, can you get a doctorate in basketball? I feel like he could. He I feel like it'd be one. He'd be a guy that I'd give a doctorate in basketball to. Yeah. Yeah, if they're only if you can only give out a few in the league, yeah, I would say he's one of them for yeah. sure. Yeah, yep. Um, so yeah, it's you know we've we've talked of course before like you know he's a a love hate kind of guy and it's 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 not either it's not even you either love him or you hate him. Sometimes you love him, sometimes you hate him. Yep. And it's I, that's the way I feel about him. And I mm-hmm. I'm rooting for him though. Like I I want to see Milwaukee win because I picked them and I like them and I like Giannis and and everybody. Um, but you, you have to when you be, get a veteran like this who's been so close for so many years, those Clippers teams just could not do anything, and he got <laughs> the the NBA wouldn't let him get traded to the Lakers fifteen years ago, however long ago that was. God knows what that would have been like if he was with the Lakers. Uh, you know, just for a guy like that who's had a lot of close calls in Houston last year and or three years ago, whenever that was, and. It feels good. It it it's always feels good to see somebody like that get that opportunity, and hopefully, I'd love to see Chris Paul get a ring. Yep, so would I. So would I. So uh, we'll find out. We got a long way to go. It's I, I think if it goes seven games, the last game would be like on July twenty first or twenty second or something, which seems so far away to me right yeah. now. Um, so and you know, of course, I want it to go seven games, um, but we'll see. I mean, right now it looks like Phoenix and you know four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Phoenix. I love. I, I'm all because of. I want Chris Paul, and I really like Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm. I'm with you. I'm. I'm in on that too. Gotcha. All right. Well, that was pretty easy. Uh, how about we move on into uh, one of our favorite segments? This was a tough one this week, buddy. We got the uh, Mount Rushmore for this week. 
Last week we did the Mount Rushmore of Chris's. Yep. This week is the Mount Rushmore of Adams. Yes, sir. So, Adam, the, I'm going to let you go first, bud, because <laughs> this is tough. It is really tough. Well, way tougher than I thought it was going to be. Um, there are famous Adams, but not super famous Adams and mm-hmm. not famous Adams that I'm like real into. So, and I mean, not that you, these don't have to be famous people. You can, you can pick, we could pick Adam Baum. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. He's one of my favorite Adams for sure. Um, but I'm so glad you said that. I finally, I f- just now finished my, <laughs> you got your, fourth. I just now finished my, I actually didn't cause my third, I don't even really like, but it is <laughs> yeah. what it is. That's what I, I got. <laughs> I like the guys I wrote. I only wrote seven guys down and I like the other guys I, that I didn't include on my, on my top four, but I'm like, eh, I mean, I'm kind of stretching it just to get some extra people here. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Uh, we, we talked yesterday, we're going to definitely have, I think we, the same deal with the Chris's and a, a friend of our mutual top Chris, which was Chris Farley, yep. a, a very close friend of his is probably going to be our, both of our number one Adams. Right? Absolutely. That's Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Um, Adam Sandler is my number one as well. So we got that one out of the way. Now let's hear what else you got. Give me Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. Oh, that is such a good one. Nice. Good work. Best okay. commissioner in sports. Um, has done all kinds of great things. Was already doing great things when he was the deputy commissioner or whatever under David Stern. Sure. Um, and and is uh, has really made this a great league for the players, for sure. I mean, he listens to the guys and, and – uh, I mean, if you ask LeBron, he he told him it was not it didn't make sense to play all these games uh, this year, but <laughs> but he he said, "Nah, let's do it." Whatever. LeBron um, would have LeBron. LeBron <laughs> is the big. Uh, listen, you know how I feel about LeBron, but this dude will all he'll change his story after a see if something didn't work out his way, he'll change his story and complain about exactly what he was all about. Yeah. At the beginning of the year. I know how it is. Look, hey, you can love and hate people the same way. It's all right. It's I all appreciate right. you saying you that. You can appreciate the people. You can appreciate certain people's uh, ridiculousness. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Adam Silver, uh, another one for me is Adam McKay. Producer, director, writer, was the head writer on Saturday Night Live uh, in the 90s, I think, when, when those guys, Sandler and – and Farley and those guys were there, um, certainly when Will Ferrell was there. So I think probably in that transit, he was only mm-hmm. there two years, actually. So maybe it was more on the Will Ferrell part um, because he then left. He was the one of the I didn't know this until just recently, but um, one of the co-founders of UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade, which is like yeah. one of the biggest uh, improv sketch comedy uh, groups in the in the country. Um, one of the co-founders of that, one of the co-founders of funnierdie.com, which isn't quite as big now, but when it came out was like one of the best, like he and Will Ferrell and I think those two and maybe one other guy kind of created yeah. that thing and, and started doing, uh, you know, he, he did the landlord was part of the landlord sketch mm-hmm. um, with Ferrell and his daughter was That's the, hilarious. Was, was the, the landlord. landlord. Um, so he's, and then he's, he's been the director or producer or writer or all of those things for most of Will Ferrell's best movies, uh, Talladega nights and, um, and, and not just the Will Ferrell stuff. He's, I was looking at his IMDB and he's been part of some big movie, some big comedies along the way. Um, just one of the best minds in the comedy game. And, uh, but he doesn't do a lot of acting or, or like comedy himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just, he's just, he's a great comedy writer, I guess. Um, the fourth one was by far the hardest. So I'm going, um, I'm going Adam from the Bible. Oh, <laughs> I went to Adam from the Bible. Adam Man, from the Bible. I was going to, I was going to joke around and say that one, but that's <laughs> not even real person. Oh, oh, Chris making a statement here. Not a real person. No. Chris uh, disagrees with the Bible is what I'm hearing. Um, it's no, a story about how obviously. to live your life. It's a story <laughs> yeah. about how to be a good person it's and, a, and it's, how to make the right decisions. It's a story about the, the, 
you should never eat fruit is the is the basically really yeah the yeah or don't let your wife listen to a snake i mean come sure, on sure let's let's be real sure. do snakes talk no snake didn't make some woman bite an apple yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden she realized she didn't have no clothes on come on man you know if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're married please have a discussion with your wife as soon as this podcast is over about not listening to snakes i agree that's one of the most important things in a marriage as far as conversations that you have to have yes so uh don't eat uh don't eat fruit and and make sure you uh, have a serious serious conversation about not listening to snakes you know, messing them snakes in the grass, man. Yeah, I was trying to think of Adam's last name, and then uh, he doesn't have a last name. He doesn't name, have so one. I he was the first person one. ever. So he didn't need one. So maybe his last name is just Adam, like A. And but then they had Cain there, and like Abel, AB. right? So they had Cain and Abel, yeah. right? And then obviously there's those stars. Wasn't there? How many kids did Adam and they and shot they, each other? Shot at each other yeah. or whatever? Or one of them shot each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. Back when they, yeah, that that was the uh, first rifle, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. It was made out of three slingshots they tied together and yeah, as one one slingshot would sling into the other to sling into the other to make an ultimate shot and get some real momentum going with three slingshots super momentum yeah david i think that's how david beat goliath right 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 yeah. yep um so uh, this is bible talk right here this is a lot of bible talk this is the bible hour with uh, with chris and adam um, those are my four. Right. <laughs> That's how hard it was. I Good put work. Adam from the Bible right. on there. So, so I'll I'll go ahead. Obviously, Adam Sandler was on mine. This is how far. This is how difficult it was for me. I have Adam Dunn on mine. <laughs> Adam Dunn is on my uh, is on my Mount Rushmore of Adams. Um, one of my all time favorite looking Gonzaga Bulldogs, Adam Morrison. Is on my uh, is Loved on Adam my Adam Morrison. Yep, Adam Morrison. And then I thought about Adam Jones, not Pac Man, but Adam, not Pac Man, Adam Pac Man Jones. I'm talking Adam Jones from the Orioles. I liked him. You had Adam Thielen. Uh, who else did I write down? Um, oh yeah, and then you said Adam Silver, which is a great one. Uh, but you. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna make uh, Adam Baum. I'm gonna make uh, the Elder Panther the. The Xavier men's basketball, Xavier University, just everything college yeah. beat writer. Uh, I'm going with I'm going with old Adam, Mr. Adam Baum. Yeah, two guys I wrote down that I was thinking about. If I couldn't think of anybody else, if I couldn't think of Adam from the Bible, <laughs> was Adam Horovitz and Adam Yock, Yauk, Yauk, or whatever. Uh, two thirds of the Beastie Boys. There you go. <laughs> hey, you can't beat that. Um, so anyway, yep. That was, that was the Mount Rushmore Ooh, of Adams. That was tough, buddy. That was tough. That was hard. All right. Well, um, so that's going to take us to the last segment of the podcast, which, of course, uh, is the ever so famous um, comedy segment with Mr. Brian Gar. That's right. Gar. That's right. On Amazon Prime, you had the uh, – it's called Jokes I Wrote at Work. Yep. Which sounds similar to what I do at work as well, except I don't write jokes. I just listen to people tell them. 2015 this came out, so this is quite a bit old. A while ago. Uh, but, you know, it kind of, it was it was something different. So I guess you went first on that. I'll go first on this. Uh, I did, I did, I, I liked it. It was, it was good. It wasn't, uh, I, I never heard of this guy. I mean, he's not super raunchy or anything. Um, it's not like he's he's a big fan or not a big fan. It's not like he's really big on the like comedic timing and like having long pauses. He only did that once, and it was when he's making fun of his wife's master's degree, where he <laughs> takes five minutes to open up his water, which is kind of funny. But um, I really liked the when he got he printed off the uh, Craigslist ad that he had. That was absolutely hilarious. Um, I, it was it was good. It was good. I laughed. I never like died laughing, but I did. I did laugh. You know, most of the time there was no points where I was like, "This dude is oh my god, is this ever going to be over?" I never got to that point. There you go. Um, I'm gonna go with the, is so it was three in the middle. Is that what I've decided on mine? Uh, yeah, because you I start go at one, one to five, right? Yeah. So yeah. three's in the middle. I'm gonna go with a three point two, slightly above average. Three point two. It is. I already have mine written down, just so you know. Um, 
and I'll start with that at a 3.3. Oh, man, we've been on, we've been right on it with each other here lately. <laughs> we have been. Um, I agree with you. It was, it was, I felt the same way. The thing that, that stuck out to me was his, I don't know if, if you call it his cadence, his voice. His, his voice goes from being normal to being flamboyant, like yeah. in the middle of a sentence. It's weird. It, it was, it was something I had to kind of get through. It reminded me a little bit of Sebastian Maniscalco, who's who's one of the sure. one of the, the best comics around. I mean, I every comic you you ask any comic about Sebastian Maniscalco, and they'll be like, he's one of the very best, and he's blown up. You know, obviously for the last five years or whatever, and um, he's very funny. But I have a hard time with the way he draws out. He like softens his voice and draws draws out and you know he's got the real thick italian accent and everything yes. and and that for some reason i can't get pa- like i it bothers me a little i think and this guy was sort of the same way it wasn't the same accent and he didn't exactly do it the same way that sebastian does but um it was a similar thing to me i think it was yes. just like he did his voice a certain way or something and and it was like he wasn't speaking normally uh, but I felt like he he told good jokes. Yeah, I was the same way as you. I didn't belly laugh or you know fall on the floor or anything at any point. But he was. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty good, you know. Or, or I just, you know, I, I was like, okay, I like that. Um. So yep, I, I we're we're pretty much there on the same page again. Um, like we we thought generally the same thing about it, and we gave it a very close rating. I love it. You're a three point three. I was a three point two. All right. Well, then that just leaves us with one last thing, my friend. Mm-hmm. And we have to figure out what next week's comedy special and uh, Mount Rushmore is going to be. Do you, by chance, have anything going right now? Anything in your head? Before? I've been I've been thinking about this all. The whole time we've been speaking tonight, and um, I'm still not settled on anything. Um, okay. I don't, right. Do I, you have? I can I can come up with something right now if you. No, no, no. Here's here's what we're gonna do. I'll do. Uh, I'll I'll look up. So we're gonna go to. I have to do the comedy segment uh, this time. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to YouTube. I'm gonna jump on. Com- I'm just gonna type in Comedy Central and see if there are any. Um, there's a way to, let's see, is there a way to filter to get the newest, let's see, Comedy Central, we'll type in Comedy Central, or let's just type in, uh, stand-up comedy, stand-up, right, how about stand-up comedy? While you're looking at that, I know one that I think came out, it was either on Netflix or YouTube, um, recently, and there are a couple people I think that have just come out with new ones on YouTube, I want to say, but I also um, heard that Michael Che is working on a new special. Ooh, that's gonna be good. No idea when it's coming out. Might be months from now, but uh, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I was. I, he was one of the guys I was kind of hoping to see because I know he goes. He he works in New York City all the time. I mean, he lives there and and he works in the clubs all the time. Goes into the cellar all the time. Um, didn't get to see him, but oh. Matter of fact, while you're doing that, speaking of comedy, another guy that I would have loved to see, and you know, you uh, people can still have their opinions, and he was he he did a very bad thing. But did you see Louis C.K.? So I was outside after the first or second show, waiting to go in for the next show at another, and he was in one of the other rooms, and there was a TV in the inside where I was about to go that I could see. And it had him on there, and I couldn't tell if it was, if it was happening then, because they have house cameras, they have cameras in sure, those rooms, yeah. and I couldn't tell if it was happening right then, it was a closed circuit thing, or if it was just like a video that they were just showing between shows or something like that. And what I found out was, five minutes later, I wa- I I check in for my next show, but you couldn't go in yet, so I walk back up the street and just kind of around the corner, and. I uh I hear a girl I'm kind of like have my head down and I hear a girl say are you Louis CK and I look up and right next to me walking by me in the opposite direction is Louis CK holy cow <laughs> and she, so this girl stops him and and he you know I think he says yeah whatever and she said can I get a picture and 
I'm like, oh, poor guy. And then he was probably like, yeah, you can have a picture if I can play with myself too. <laughs> he was probably he's like a grumpy guy all the time, so I, he's probably like, oh, okay, hurry up. Yeah. But uh, also, yes, he may have said that. Sure, let's, he- at let's, least in his head, he said it. Let's go I don't back. Think he says it out loud anymore. <laughs> let's go to my house and take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but so yeah, people are still maybe a little down on him, but I, I there's no denying that uh, he's and and he's been back. He's been back for a while, doing stand up, and he's been doing these seller shows and stuff, and yeah. kind of going all over the place. Um, so I I I did see Louis C.K. up close How and personal. Uh, walked by him, but um, yeah. Yep. Did did we watch the Mark Norman out to lunch? Yes, we did. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, this is gonna be a tough one because there's not a lot of new stuff out here, man. And I like the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. I mean, I can give you a name of the, of the guy that I know just came out with a special. Um, or I can save it for next week. You save you it for look. next week. Come yeah. up. Tell me what your. Uh, let's see. Have you gotten? Have you been able to think of anything for a uh, Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. We can do the Mount Rushmore. Man, I, I've just been cycling through stuff. Did we do candy, cereal, yes, yes. Uh, movies, uh, comedies? I'm sure we did all that. You know, we've done left fielders and catchers, and <laughs> we've, mean, done we've done some. Yep. I'm I'm trying not. To, I mean, we can always take another position, best first baseman ever, and stuff like that. Sure. But I, I'm I'm trying to avoid those things and do. It's kind of fun to do non non sports stuff if we can. I totally agree. But uh, it's hard to think of just, I mean, you know, there are endless things in the world and I'm, I'm just having trouble coming up with anything, even though I'm looking around this room trying to find an idea. Nothing pops out at you. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. This might, this is probably as bad as it ever gets. So I don't think we did this. I don't think we did this. I found something that says it was from 2020, uh, 54 minutes long. Chris Fairbanks Rescue Cactus, a stand-up comedy uh, special on Amazon Prime. Chris Fairbanks, this should be something different. It's got four, one, two, three, four and a half stars on the old Amazon Prime. All right, all right. See how it goes. Let's do it. All right. So my Mount Rushmore of Johns. No, 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 no. We won't do. We did two, two of those in a row. We're going to go Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore of pets. Okay, got it. Mount Rushmore of pets. This is going to be good because this is basically just um is this is this like a, your so this is just our <laughs> Mount Rushmore of pets, right? So this is this isn't like what's the best animal to have as a pet. So like you can't just say dog, cat, lizard, snake or something like that That's this what is I, this is where we say like 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 uh na- the name of your pet and who the greatest pet you ever had i i was thinking dog cat lizard but you know we can go bandit or hoover or whatever i you was wanna... gonna say besides hoover i mean did you have some <laughs> that's tur- the thing do you have some fish i had some fish some i had a goldfish few, had a few hamsters and stuff um i don't remember any of their names um, they were probably all named Michael, I would say, if or I Jordan, if it was when I was probably Jordan, yeah, yeah. when I was a kid. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to do this because I don't like animals at all. So I'm going to pick Mount Rushmore <laughs> pets. I'm going to pick my four favorite pets. Yeah, let's 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 do that. Let's do let's do our favorite pets that we pets that, that we have you either have owned or pets or other, or people. other people's pets that you would put up on a Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. Yeah, right, I'm in. Do that. that sounds good. Yep. All right. That's not a very good one, but um, I, love I will, I will come prepared I every feel, single week from now I on. I feel like hearing <laughs> you talk about pets is going to be the most fun thing in the entire world because you hate animals. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan at all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I hate myself even more for not being prepared for that and making people sit through the last 15 minutes of not knowing what I'm doing. That's all right. I do it. I do it every week. <laughs> yeah, but you come up with something like like that off the top of your head. I'll tell you what, if you had a Mount Rushmore of snappers, you'd be on it. That that was one heck of a snapper. Right so, there. Oh. I can't snap left-handed though. I can't I can't snap with either hand. So, Really? That's a good snap. I mean, you do. You got a lot of good bodily noisemakers and stuff. I, I'm believe surprised. It, man, I can, can fart with the best of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. Sometimes. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So we've got uh, who did I say his name was? Chris Fairbanks. Chris Fairbanks, and uh, and we've got Mount Rushmore Pets. So hey. We're killing this thing right now because we are going to be coming back. Next week will be our last, I forgot to tell you this, our last in-studio podcast for two weeks. I'm going on a two-week vacation. Hey. Never been on a two-week vacation in my life, going on vacation for two weeks. Ooh, where's that at? Uh, Florida, and then it's in the Gulf, the Gulf down here. So down like uh, Panama area, and then just right down the right down the Gulf into Alabama. Moving around a little bit. Yep, one week with one family and one week with another. I've Very got good. multiple families that I support. Now, this is this is totally inappropriate of me to, to bring this up, but is it is it not uh, hurricane season right now, and isn't that where all the hurricanes go? Oh, yeah, go? there's a big hurricane like like yesterday or today just went through, but I'll be fine then. They don't have anything coming around my way. This is they, All the hurricanes are going through now. By the time I get there, we'll be fine. Most hurricanes don't get out there until it's like an aug- late late August September time frame ah. is when most of is when the real hurricane season comes through. Okay, all right, all right, good, good. Um, all right, so that's it. We've got next week mostly planned. We'll talk NBA Finals uh, again and see where we're at there, and then we'll have our Mount Rushmore of pets and our. Chris Fairbanks comedy. And we'll special. figure out who won the uh we'll figure out who won the home run derby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll uh well we'll figure out what the other person has to do, the loser has to do. All right. That we're gonna good. we're gonna come up with something there. We'll figure sure. it out. All right. Well in that case, Adam, don't forget to turn your headlights on.